0: Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com.
1: Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello everybody and welcome to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on KMBZ 980 AM via the radio. If you're listening today on podcast, on Apple Podcasts on Spotify or on uh, Google Podcasts, we greatly appreciate it. Or if you're watching us on the live stream, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grill Nation show. My name is Jason Grill. I'm your host. You can connect with me on social media. Just search for my name at Jason Grill on Twitter or uh, at Grill Nation show. We're going to have an awesome show today. Of course, I want to thank Landmark National Bank for uh, contributing to the show each and every month, bringing on great guests, great entrepreneurs, great business leaders in our region, and we will have one on today, just briefly after our first break, but their website is banklandmark.com. I'm joined today in our first segment by Sayard Parrish, who's the Vice President at Landmark National Bank. Later on in the show, we'll be joined by Dave Alberti, who's the CEO of Innova Prep, awesome entrepreneur and just such a great background. I can't wait to have him on here in a second. But let's start with uh, with Sayard. Sayard, how are you today?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks, Jason.
1: Great to have you. We're not doing these in studio yet, but uh, at some point we will. Let's get an update on you. I mean, we haven't had you on as a, a guest co-host in a while. How have you been?
2: Uh really well, really well. Enjoying the the spring season and spring weather.
1: That's right. Yeah, we're done with the uh, we're done with the bad stuff now. Hopefully, right.
2: <laughs> hopefully so. Yeah. yeah, it brightens the mood for sure.
1: <laughs> What's going on with the uh, bank these days? I. Uh, I was going down your website this morning and, you know, everyone's kind of trying to figure out, do they get a stimulus check? uh is it coming is there more coming and i know you guys uh, have a great faq page right on the front of the landmark website banklandmark.com can you share any updates or information about that before we preview the show
2: um yeah our our website is definitely a resource that you can use to stay up to date we we have a you know a covid page dedicated to business resources as well you know, just updating those as we have that information. So, so as far as what's coming next, that is really anyone's
1: guess at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you guys do a great job on the website with um, with kind of going through each of these things. I know you have a blog as well and uh, different kind of like ways to connect with the uh, community uh, I'm at Landmark National Bank. And uh, I, I find myself having to, to learn more and to go through your website, because, I mean, we've had a lot of changes in the last year. I mean, I know, you know, the PPP loans have had some changes recently as well. They've been extended <laughs> now and people can actually sign up for them uh, still. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that's correct. Um, so there's still funds available for those that qualify and um, the application Uh, deadline has been extended to the end of May. Um, The SBA then has an an additional month to review those. So there's definitely still time to apply. And I think um, one of the intents of that is that if folks waited until 2021 to apply for their first round, this gives them the opportunity um, timing-wise to apply for that second round if that's something they qualify for as well.
1: It's actually, I I, I went through the process and others to so have. You have a good bank you're aligned with and um, you have all your documents. It's really not that difficult to go through. It just takes some some time and, and that's great. Again, joined by Sayed Parrish, who is the Vice President at Landmark National Bank. Her website is banklandmark.com. Sayard, we're going to continue on here. Let's talk about our show today. We are going to have an exciting show with Dave Alberti, who's the CEO of Innovaprep. Prep. Tell us a little bit about Dave, and then we will uh, get more into the show. How do you know Dave? How'd you connect with Dave? How does he, he work with the bank? And how did you uh, become friends with him?
2: Sure, I met Dave um a number of years ago. It might be close to 7 years ago now. He was um wrapping up his pipeline fellowship and got to know him through um you know attending those events and and um Got to know him through that, and have continued to work together um, from bank financing um, and and just kind of keeping in touch with him over the years. Um, and now we're working together again at Landmark. Um, and he has a really fascinating, you know, story. He um, with this technology that he's invented to, um, you know. It, a new sampling technology that can be used in a number of different industries in different ways. And it's just fascinating to see how that's, how that has evolved over the years. and seeing how many um, companies are now finding the benefits of, of using that technology.
1: I'm interested to talk to Dave. I don't know if Dave knows this or not, but, um, one, we're going to get deep in the weeds, but I really want to talk to him too more about his entrepreneurial journey and kind of what he learned kind of in a, in a, in a, in a larger scale company and what he was able to take to build his own company. Some of the technology he's, he's worked on, kind of what he learned uh, throughout the COVID process and how he's pivoted with some of his, his offerings. I mean, he's got like over 40 patents. He really is kind of a, a problem solver. And that's kind of the people that we'd like to have on the show. But I'm interested to talk to him kind of about that. I did meet him actually briefly as I I MC at the beginning of COVID. I emceed the uh, Black & Veatch Ignite X COVID Response Accelerator. That was just a pleasure. A lot of the things that they were talking about were a little bit above my head. But I know they were finding solutions to problems that that we're facing with COVID. And so uh, I heard a little bit of his pitch early on, but it, it's been a while. So I'm excited to kind of hear about that, but really kind of just talk to him about on the show about kind of, you know, his journey. He's obviously worked for MRI uh, Global for many years, but is able now to to, to to leverage some of the relationships and some of the learnings throughout the years for his business, Inova Prep. So we're going to hear more about that on today's show. The website for Dave, which we'll bring on here after the break, is InnovaPrep that's i n n o v a p r e p com again today we're joined by uh, our great collaborators each and every month they join me Landmark National Bank uh, their website is banklandmark.com Sayard Parrish is the vice president there does a great job and she's been working with Dave for many years as always, you can watch and listen to all of our shows online. Uh, we're on YouTube now. We are on a podcast. We are on the radio. Grill Nation show is everywhere. So thank you again for listening today. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for joining us today on the Grill Nation show. We'll be right back. Don't I- To the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on KMBZ 980 a.m. if you're listening via radio. On our podcast pages on Apple, Spotify, Google, or Stitcher, or on our YouTube page at Grill Nation Show, uh, or at uh we're live right now on social media. So we're everywhere. We are everywhere. Every week we try to like show you uh, you can listen to us, you can watch us, you can hear us. You can do about anything you need with our guests. We can connect you to them. So we're here to be a resource here on the Grill Nation show. Again, today we're joined by Shagard Parrish, the vice president of Landmark National Bank. She's awesome. We've had her on the show with uh, as a guest co-host and uh, collaborator. Does a great job with Landmark and uh, always is very helpful uh, with connecting with some of our great guests. And we are now joined, too, by Dave Alberti, who's the CEO of Inova Prep. Their website is Innovaprep.com. Uh Dave, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you?
0: Terrific, thanks. Never better, Jason.
1: Great. I liked your attitude. Now, I mentioned on our first segment, we met uh, briefly during the uh, uh, the uh, Response Accelerator for Black and Beach. I loved your energy. Now, you are are you in uh, Drexel, Missouri? Is that where you're from? That's right.
0: Beautiful <laughs> downtown Drexel, Missouri.
1: So, yeah. um, first of off, south of you? KC. Before we get into your background, tell us about Drexel, man. Where is it?
0: Yeah, we're about a half hour south of KC, okay. uh, south of the south loop. So uh, when you see the severe weather forecast, we're usually the bottom city down at the very bottom of the screen because they need to put something out there. Or otherwise, there's nothing because <laughs> wow, we're pretty much the only action around here.
1: <laughs> i got to put our comment on from Jeff Blackwood. He just responded to the live stream. Dave Alberti is a rock star, Dave. <laughs> so there you go. It's on the screen now. <laughs> <laughs> <That's pretty bad. laughs> I agree. Yeah, for some reason, I thought that uh, Drexel was a little bit further, but now it's only 30 minutes. That's great. So you're, you're right down the street. Um, tell us about your background, Dave. I was doing some research. I mean, you have such a long and uh, storied history of really kind of being a thought leader, a solver. Uh, a collaborator. Where did you get your start? Like, how did you get into this, this this profession that you're in, man?
0: That's pretty pretty wild and pretty crazy. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur since I was five. I started out by selling golf balls back to the bad golfers behind my dad's yard back in St. Charles, Missouri, where I grew up as a as a little kid. And uh, I guess that was helping them out. I mean, they were bad because they kept losing their golf balls. So <laughs> I'd solve the problem. I'd go out and find more golf balls and. Ransom them back to these poor guys. Um, Were you a good golfer,
1: Dave, back then?
0: Me? For a little kid, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> We found some sticks and we cut them off shorter and played around, you know, when the golf course guys weren't watching. They used to chase us around in their little, you know, uh, Cushman Crime Stopper vehicles. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad was an engineer and he worked at uh, McDonnell Douglas on the space program stuff and he inspired me. I mean, uh, he taught me from the beginning that anything people put together, you can take it apart and fix it or, you know, break it permanently. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, what, that's what I've been doing since then. And uh, back in 2001, I was at uh, MRI Global, like you mentioned, and I was there during the anthrax attacks, for those that remember those in the mail uh, letters. And a lot of people don't realize, but uh, there were a lot of people that were exposed to that and tested uh, positive by the nasal swab up to 16,000 people but because they figured out it was anthrax they gave them all cipro they gave, they gave these people all cipro and saved their lives and I helped design build test and implement the system that uh, postal uses to this day to screen their mail so it's safe to screen your mail you know but what i really learned is that nature is the worst bioterrorist you know and these pathogens are in our food and our air they're in our water. They're passed from people to animals and animals animals <laughs> animals back to people. You know, we've just been in a battle with these pathogens for millennia, whether we've known this or not. So but you know, science is our secret weapon. And so I became really ever more intrigued with that and, you know, devising uh, product solutions and technological solutions to help find these pathogens. And so that's, I started my first lab based on that after I retired from MRI in 2005.
1: You did all of it at MRI, which obviously everyone in Kansas City wonders what they do a lot of times, or, you know, you drive by on the plaza, South Plaza by, uh, Kauffman Foundation. And I actually got a chance to tour that building, gave yeah, uh, uh, with, a uh, Dean Newton, uh, no, excuse me, Dean Gray, who is the, uh, a leader there. And, uh, Yeah. Just a fascinating place. Um, So, okay, so you left there, you retired from there, and then you you started your own company, huh? A couple of them, actually.
0: Yeah, I started an aerosol science technology test laboratory in Drexel. And um, from that, I really realized that there was this mismatch in between the new, real, modern microbiological tools that we have to find these pathogens, like I described, in our environment or in our bodies, and then the real-world size samples that are big because the real world's big. So I worked and worked and worked with our team here to solve that problem and figure out how to concentrate microbiological samples for rapid analysis. And that's really at the core of Innovaprep, which we founded in 2009 to commercialize those uh, patents that we were developing and really build and develop the technology more and the products, you know, with with uh, small business research innovation grants. And uh, so it's been uh, quite a timeline to develop all these technologies, really bring them to commercialization and scaling now.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so super exciting to be ready to help during COVID. And, um, you know, our uh, COVID is one of those pathogens passed from animals to people and now from people to people. So <laughs> here we are with some of the right tools. So it's an exciting time mm-hmm. for us to be able yeah, to Yeah,
1: kind of take us through models. a little bit more of, um, of the process, you know, of developing all these patents, the lab and Nova Prep. Um, what what actually is it? What products do you offer, and and then we'll kind of get deeper into kind of what you did during COVID.
0: Sure. Well, uh, you used a lot of the right words there about an problem. I'm
1: trying my best, baby.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're we're not- we really are solvers <laughs> and, and collaborators, and we you know own the problem. And so the little niche that we're really involved in is that space between the big companies uh, like Thermo Fisher and BioRad and Others that uh, Illumina companies, that global tech companies that make these detectors for uh, the pathogens. And then the real world size samples that people try to take from water or surfaces or from air. And so we build this sample collection and concentration sample preparation uh, equipment and tools. So we build the tools themselves here in Drexel. We have, have a shop and our team builds these things and the supplies that go with them. And uh, so that's what we do. You know, we're kind of like, we're like the Spotify of sample prep, man. So you have all of these, like, you know, Spotify has all these ears and they bring them to the music industry. There are all these samples that were unusable before and we bring them to the detection industry. And now that can really help so many people and animals lead, lead better and safer lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're making tools
1: for modern microbiology. I got to say, I uh, I was not very good in biology class, Dave. I mean, I, I, I got a, I didn't got a B in it, but I, or maybe an A, I don't know, but I didn't really know what I was Not doing.
0: Bad. Not bad. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy it? Did you, did you, uh, work with Petri dishes or microscopes <laughs> or anything?
1: We did a little bit of that. I, uh, I just, you know, just studied hard, I guess. I, I never really understood it, but, uh, and that's probably why I went into like what I did go into law, politics, media, but, uh, I have a lot of respect for people like you that, that, uh, that really kind of understand all these issues and are able to grow a business out of this. Now, you have what, like 30 to 40 employees, I read? Or is that?
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, we're in that middle of that range. Um, you know, and it takes all kinds of people. It takes people with your skills, it takes people with Sayard's skills, it takes people on our team to really make all this stuff work together. We really all need each other. We need this ecosystem of uh and kind of conspiracy for good if you want to call it that you know there's so much bad news out there but if you look just beneath the surface you see a lot of people working really hard to uh make things better
1: dave and Sayer, talk about how you guys help each other uh through your businesses you just mentioned that you need people like say in the bank i mean how have they helped you throughout this journey dave
0: well directly and indirectly i mean you know Uh, We keep in really close touch with each other and have good communication lines, and I think that's really key. Not every banker listens to you and understands what's going on with your business on a week-to-week or monthly basis, you know, whatever you need to keep in kind of uh, in concert with each other. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we see needs arising where we're going to need some capital to buy equipment, expand our production or something... You know, she kind of sees that coming and kind of helps guide me on, you know, how to accomplish that, what she's going to need on the bank's end to make that happen. And so it's all worked really smoothly just as we've, uh, you know, as we've grown. And, uh, you know, she's helped us do that. That's great. Sarah, do you have anything to add to that? That was well said. (laughs)
2: Um, No, I think it's been... um just a really fun journey, you know, to to get to know Dave and get to know his team and kind of hear. It's the same with you. I'm fascinated by what what they do and, <laughs> but uh, understand it on a on a level that um, not as deep as as he does. But I remember the story he told me, you know, um, of how he created this the first time and it just the impact that he envisioned that it could have. And then kind of seeing over the course of, you know, a number of years where, where it really has. And specifically this last year has, um, you know, has made an incredible impact.
1: And we're going to talk about that after the break. And we're going to get into kind of your best lesson you learned from COVID-19, how you pivoted, how you helped people. Also too, want to talk to you about kind of uh, going through the pipeline program or other accelerators and kind of what what your thoughts are of, of being a business owner and a uh, entrepreneur and, and kind of some of the life lessons you've learned throughout that journey coming out of MRI Global. We're joined today by Dave Alberti who's the CEO of Innova Prep. Their website is innovaprep.com i n n o v a p r e p.com. And I want to thank Landmark National Bank. Banklandmark.com is their website. Sayard Parrish, Vice President at the bank, is also joining us for today's show. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on the radio, on podcast, or online.
2: for this moment for all my life. Oh, Lord. there was something in the, air
1: that night. the stars were bright and hello and welcome back to the Grill nation show with Jason Grill I am your host Jason Grill thanks for joining us today on kmbz 980 a.m on the radio if you're listening on podcasts, On our YouTube page, if you're watching us or if you're joining us on social media right now, I want to thank those who have tuned in, uh, however they're tuning in, and those who have commented and uh, shared great things about Dave and about Landmark National Bank. Thanks to them for joining me each and every month. Uh, Their website is banklandmark.com. Dave Alberti is the CEO of Innova Prep. The website is inovaprep.com. And, of course, our website is grillnationshow.com. Uh, please connect with me. Share share potential guest ideas, uh, people that want to collaborate. We'd love to hear from you. Dave, um, you have gone through the pipeline program here in Kansas City in the region. Um, you've also been involved in different accelerators. T- talk us through about, through those experiences because a lot of um, entrepreneurs or um you know, people maybe that uh, are coming into the entrepreneurial space, they don't know where to start, essentially. They don't know who to connect with. They don't know if they should go through one of these programs. They don't know if they have the time to go through one of these programs. I'd like to just know kind of what your experiences were with um, with Pipeline or any other accelerators that you want to talk about.
0: Sure. Well, Kansas City is blessed to really have uh, a lot of options and opportunities for learning and growth as an entrepreneur. And it's really, really, truly amazing. Um, world-class pipeline is one of those it's unique uh, completely ridiculously awesome experience for me even just applying for the program was so well worth it because i learned so much got to ask some really good questions got asked some really good questions it is a super time commitment and then it becomes a lifelong commitment um it becomes like a family and uh so it's just been an amazing source of inspiration and advice and and uh commiseration and collaboration, Um, we can really share anything with each other and have a a huge network and a national network and even an international network of contacts that we've developed through that program. Um, All of them are are like that in that way that they do help with the networking development and uh, based on the amount of commitment that you give to the program. Mm -hmm. You can start with SBTDC down there at 4747 Troost the Small Business Technology Center there. Um, and there's one, I believe, also at similar at Jaco JUCO and also in Lawrence um, that are SBD SBDCs or SBTDCs. And they can really help introduce people, like I mentioned, the Small Business Innovation Research Grants and lots of other resources. Um, through SBTDC in Kansas City, I found out about KC SourceLink, who can hook you up with so many different resources, small to large. Uh, and their their website is a really good place to start. Um, there are also others like um, Missouri Department of Economic Development, Missouri Technology Corporation that they linked me into that's helped us expand globally. They give us a lot of global health with our dis- distribution and translation, um, patenting overseas, I- IP protection, um, linked us up with the Department of Commerce. Uh, these are all through things that came out of SBTDC or through pipeline. you know mm-hmm. uh, Tech is in Kansas City. Uh, which is an amazing resource and really has developed a lot of really cool companies. Uh, There's also Kauffman and Kauffman Laboratories. I was part of uh, Kauffman Labs class at one cohort at one point um, and met people within that that I'm still in touch with. And then also uh, Fast Track uh, Tech Venture, which I think has morphed into another program that it's still offered there. Uh, One of our people here participated in scale-up for marketing, which was amazing for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the Hellsbergs program uh, you you should be paid by these okay, See, <laughs> they're all over the place. You can't avoid them if you try. It's, it's an amazing place to be for an entrepreneur.
1: I love that answer and just so many resources here. And my next question actually it's funny because uh one of our watchers here again Jeff Blackwood has asked it for me and if you're if you're watching us I can pull up questions from people that are watching on social media. So um, this was going to be my next question was, do you have any stories about COVID-related implementations of your technology? And what was the recent use of InnovaPrep's tech that changed over the pandemic? What did you learn through these processes? How were you able to help people? Again, like a lot of these companies, entrepreneurs, they found something during the COVID-19 pandemic that, where they could utilize their technology for other purposes.
0: Well, in our case, we had been designing technology for these kinds of a pandemic response and building those and commercializing them in in uh, side areas, you know, where there's microbiological contamination, that's kind of like that. So in in uh, commercial products screening or uh, animal health applications or or bio defense for the government. So when this happened, what we found was the immediate opportunity to apply them directly to this. So you could kind of call that a pivot. It was certainly a, a pivot from a marketing standpoint because the opportunity, if you want to call it an opportunity or emergency hadn't been there before. So here's this need where we can really apply. Uh, And something that was very exciting to me was to see people begin to use our air sampling technology and our sample concentration technology together to collect air samples and then further concentrate that sample. And so this was done in hospitals, for example, in China, the rapid response hospitals that were set up. And it's being done around the world. Another one would be the wastewater treatment. So screening wastewater for COVID, um, that's a really chewy sample, so to speak. It's pretty gnarly. Everyone contributes to it. Uh, And so it's an apolitical way to screen communities on a daily basis for, you know, how bad COVID is in, in their sewer district. And so our customers were able to quickly figure out that they could use our sample concentrator to make that work a whole lot better. And they did that, which is interesting because, you know, pretty much we found out that if you can concentrate sewage, you pretty much concentrate just about anything watery. And so it was a game changer for us that really helped us break into some other markets as well. When we could say, well, we can process sewage, we can probably process your sample. Um, We're not down to where we can do hamburger yet, but uh, people are working on that. (laughs) It's Exciting (laughs) times. How long does it take to get a
1: patent, Dave? I mean, how long does that process take for you?
0: How many do you uh, have? Uh, well, you, you mentioned that we have a lot of patents. We really uh, punch above our weight there on patents per person here. That's, that's for sure. Uh, we've got 26 awarded utility patents, a couple design patents, and 20 more pending utility patents um, right now. So in a biotech world, it takes about four years. It takes wow. one to three years just before the examiners will even look at your application and give you your first response. Uh, so it does take an awful long time. <laughs> you yeah, I, be looked patient.
1: Website. Sarah, I looked at the website again, uh, innovaprep.com today and uh, you actually, or maybe it was on the website, I might've been on social media, but you had pictures of patents. I'd never actually seen one on paper before.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a motivator. So, you know, our team are amazing. They're the ones that really put these things together, execute on them. And, uh, you know, I, contribute uh, as we all do to them and we get those uh, we buy the patent plaque and put it in our front hallway just to remind people you could be thinking of something you know game-changing even maybe just a little seed of an idea anytime you know note it down put it in the lab book report it think about it talk about it with others here talk about it with your other peers see if it can be turned into something that we could commercialize you know for the good and so We've got an awful lot of patent plaques up in our front hallway.
1: <laughs> yeah, what, um, what are some of the reasons why you like working in this space? Um, one, in, in the public health space, biodefense space, and two, tell us about some of, the, kind of, some of the clients of yours.
0: Well, sure. Well, I guess, you know, it, it boils down to uh, science is our ally, You know, I mentioned early on that that's our secret weapon against these pathogens and against things that we've been battling for forever in human history, really. So, you know, bringing that to commercial fruition, finding different customers in different markets that can use it organically through word of mouth. And then, you know, really focusing on who can we help the most to put that in order and then uh, really accomplish a lot in a short amount of time for these things. You know, within the wastewater, for example, we were able to really get that moving and um, ship our, pro- our products globally into national programs for monitoring the uh, COVID, for example, in Spain and the U.K. and Australia. Uh, Canada is working on that. State programs, for example, in Colorado, and really support them to get up and running with this in a real short amount of time. Um, this was all done really last summer. And so then it's helped universities to stay open by letting them monitor in their dormitories. Um, and it's helped, you know, really direct the scarce resources that we have towards better pandemic responses, um, you know, globally and within the United States. So the, the customers are varied, everything from universities and military and VA installations to these government labs and even wastewater utilities. It's, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm.
1: How do you connect with those folks? Like, I mean, I'm just thinking from a marketing standpoint. I mean, it's a lot more difficult than connecting with uh, a consumer, I guess, on, you know, on an app about buying a pair of shoes. I mean, you're in kind of a much more unique space here,
0: Dave. (laughs) Yeah, there's interesting ways social media can help. We can reach out. We follow the papers that the researchers write and then follow those further and further into the literature and find out who's doing what approach them directly with solutions that might help them, you know. A, a lot of it early on was very personal outreach and just really trying to find them um, as on an individual one-to-one basis and then multiplex that to find out what the national programs with the state programs were, um, support researchers to get their scientific papers out there because then those go far and wide. You know, people read those uh, globally and they say, well, it worked for them. I'll try it. It looks like it could work for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Data is a super important thing to scientists. So, we've worked on generating a lot of internal data too, and we're, we work on that constantly. That's awesome.
1: Sarah helps you uh, fund all that, right? I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, seriously, uh, um, This has been a great conversation. We're going to come back after the break for our final segment of today's Grill Nation Show, our best for the last segment. We're going to learn more about Dave and uh, get some really good tidbits and advice from him. If you're listening to the Grill Nation Show here on 9:80 a.m. on podcast. YouTube or on our website at grillnationshow.com. We're right back. Thanks for joining us today. So I can feel you-
2: Why? You can tell her
1: that I told you that I'm tired castles in the air I've got a dream I want the world to share and welcome back to the Grill nation show here at 9:80 a.m on podcast or on our website grillnationshow.com. I want to thank those who have watched us on social media today as well you can always uh, follow us uh, follow me on social media I'm all over the place uh, connect with me on Twitter um on at Jason Grill and Grill Nation Show on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, just search for Jason Grill. I'll connect with our guest Dave today after the show. Dave Alberti is with us. He is the CEO of Innova Prep. Uh, also joined today by Sarah Parrish, who's the Vice President at Landmark National Bank. Uh, their website is banklandmark.com and, and Dave's website is Innovaprep.com. Um, we're entering our best for last segment here. Uh, Dave, um one of the things I like to ask people on this last segment is kind of what has been your proudest moment as a uh, as a business owner as a leader in your life is there one or two maybe potentially things you could point to that have made you proud to be doing what you're doing each and every day?
0: I, I'd go with the each and every day thing. I mean, I love to see our folks, you know, break stuff <laughs> and <laughs> fail, you know. You never and hear that very from often from business
1: owners, Dave. Uh, you if you're
0: about. not failing, you're probably not doing anything. It's like, man, that excites me, you know. And then to see them succeed, that never gets old, you know, They're battling through and, you know, sticky problems and horrible <laughs> situations and stuff like that. And then coming through at the end, it's, it never gets old.
1: Yeah, you do have to have some more uh, failures, I guess, in your work than others. I'll let Sarah answer this too as a, as a banker. Uh, what is one word to describe you, Dave, and potentially one word to describe your company?
0: Uh, Collaborator is the most important one. It's really that te- team effort here.
1: Yeah. Sarah, I don't know if I've ever asked you that. What is uh What is one word to describe your, your company, Landmark National Bank?
2: Um, You know, I would say partnership. You know, that's what we're seeking is is a relationship that, that really is close and connected partnership mm-hmm. with it
1: Dave, is she succeeding at that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I see the <laughs> landmark continuing to grow and, and uh, you know, reach out to more and more people and, and do things like this. This is exciting just to be able to get out and communicate, you know, popularly with with everybody. And, Tell your
1: story, uh, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on that note, we need. this is kind of an important one. Dave, um, I'd like to know the best advice you've received that has really kind of helped you and prevailed you in your life and in your business. <laughs> so you've got to have a lot of, good yeah, my, a sense of humor, and I like hearing your advice.
0: Commander Robert J. Haggerton was my ROTC teacher in high school at Shawnee Mission South, and he said, uh, if you don't run your own life, somebody else will. <laughs> uh, and so I've lived by that ever since then. I think I kind of knew it before because he also told me that, Alberti, one of these days you're going to either run, end up running the show or they're going to have your head on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> and so kind of between those two things, I guess I've synthesized my approach. <laughs> you know, I try to be an enabler and an instigator and a facilitator, you know. Yeah. That's what gets teams places. You know, we're going over there, man. This is how we're getting there. I like that.
1: You're a leader by nature. You mentioned um – Failures in entrepreneurship, and you don't, you know, you don't mind uh, seeing your team kind of fail when they're trying out new things. Or what, what have you really learned from failures in entrepreneurship or in your business that have really kind of helped you throughout your journey?
0: Um, do it as quickly as you possibly can. <laughs> <Get> <laughs>
1: <past it>. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's very simple. You're right. Like, let's get it over with. But most entrepreneurs, I think, um, they get to a point where they're they're okay with talking about failure.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, yeah, it's just part of it. I mean, certainly it's in, in the technical fields, you know, to get somewhere new, you're going places people haven't gone. And so you have to surmount unforeseen obstacles and difficulties. And, you know, a lot of times it may be emerge from a previous approach or s- system or technology that didn't quite work. And so you broke it, <laughs> trying to push it too far, you know, it's a. Uh, that's one of the ways you can really come to a breakthrough, I guess. It's just, um, trying to go farther and faster than you can with what you've got and you might fall down doing that, but get up and keep running. So.
1: You, like uh, you, you have an interesting story, Dave, and obviously are a very smart person. What, uh, what person in, in, in either, uh, I guess in Kansas city or actually globally, would you like to share a dinner or a coffee with that you, uh, I'd love to pick their brain for uh, an hour or two. Is there somebody in life that you, you, you kind of, um, just would love to spend time with that you, that you dream about?
0: I'd sit down with my dad. He's, he's amazing, <clears throat> man. He's, uh, I guess he was president of the Kansas City Engineers Society, um, for a while. And he's still an incredible Renaissance man and generator of ideas. And, uh, so I love bouncing stuff off of him. That would be a great time.
1: We, um, uh, we don't have as many Renaissance uh, people as we used to. No,
0: no, he's a inventor. He's a painter. He's a scientist and an experimenter, and uh, he's just into everything. Just such curiosity.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, final question. Essentially, on this segment, um, if you were going to be in a movie, who would play you in that movie? The story of your life, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what celebrity is uh is, is going to be uh following you around for a while while they're setting up to be you in a movie
0: well Lyle Lovett it and i have kind of the same hairstyle <laughs> especially here with covid that might be a good choice you know Lyle well, i love it i love it i i i would have never guessed him but now we
1: have him on record seth so,
0: meyer maybe i don't know
1: i like that i like that you got a sense of humor i like that <laughs> um what, what's next for the company what's what's next and uh you know what what do you envision now now that uh, covid is is people are getting vaccinated what where do you want to take this business um from the great place that is drexel missouri
0: yeah we we want to continue to build and grow in drexel and we want to continue to help and and branch out into more ways we can really leverage our technology and uh helping people with covid still um it's going to be a long hard journey my friend this is it's mutating and doing all kinds of crazy unpredictable things it's um, waning and waxing in different parts of the world. Um, we're in kind of a fourth wave right now, uh, trying to understand how well the vaccines work and where they work is important stuff with epidemiology. So enabling that is really, really important. So using the tools that we've got you know, in, in new ways as the uh, pandemic proceeds, as we grow through this, I mean, I guess there are only about 30 countries to this point that have gotten access to the vaccine, which means that in The other countries of the world, they're kind of a a, a cauldron of brewing up new variants uh, of these viruses that are then circulate around. And so I think, you know, supporting that global response is is important to me. And we went directly from drugs into the world, and I think we want to continue to support the world. It's a, you know, it's really a global and universal need uh, to help people and animals, uh, you know, lead better lives. I think pushing forward into animal health more, is part of our future for sure i would i would say that you know Uh, we started initially with biodefense which is kind of the point of the spear and now into mainstream public health and from there it's a very logical step into animal health to really begin to help there
1: and that's something that i think kansas city as a region has tried to focus on too is Mm -hmm. is marking our our region as an animal health corridor hopefully we can get you involved in that conversation
0: (laughs) yeah i think we're in the right place at the right time Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: well, I want to thank Dave Alberti, the uh, CEO of InnovaPrep Prep. His website is Innovaprep.com. I also want to thank uh, Landmark National Bank. Of course, Sayard Parrish, who is the vice president of Landmark National Bank. Their website is BankLandmark.com for bringing uh, Dave on the show. It was great to connect with him. He's a fascinating entrepreneur, and it's great that uh, that you guys work together. and uh, And I'm excited to see where this company goes. And it's just really cool to see companies – in our local region just having such worldwide impact and i don't think we toot our horn enough so that's what we're doing here today so congratulations to you dave thank you sarah for coming on the show again and uh, i want to appreciate and thank all of our guests or all of our listeners and watchers for joining us today here on the grill nation show we'll see you again next week have a great day